Hi, everybody. Welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Skip Miller. And I'm Thibaut Suiris. Every two weeks, we're going to be interviewing thought leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. And every other week, we'll share tactical tips and insights on how to start conversations, generate opportunities, and close deals faster. We're on a mission to change the way people see sales. As you know, sales is a profession that is one of the most rewarding ever. Yet people are afraid to try or really extend themselves. And this isn't really good. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs and M3 Learning. If you want to attend the recording of the podcast episodes and ask your questions to the guests, you can join the Selling Advantage community. It's a $25 a month subscription where you get access to a community of B2B salespeople, exclusive events, and tactical resources to help you close bigger deals faster. Join today and get one month for free at www.sellingadvantage.io. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom, tools, and tactics, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast. Today, someone uh, who's like long due to come on the podcast, it's uh, Tom Laderet. I hope I said your name properly. It's Not too bad. Not too bad, Thibaut. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) So uh, welcome to the show. Tom, you're you're one of the the, the partner at M3 Learning. We're working together. We see each other every week with Skip. So I thought it would be really nice to invite you finally. Uh, How are you doing? Really good. Thank you. I'm I'm honored to be a part of this conversation. Yeah. Thanks so much for having yeah. me. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. And and so you're you're calling us from uh, windy Chicago. So uh, yeah. something uh, you know like a cold place on earth nowadays. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to get, and it's so weird because it's like last week we had seventy. Uh, two days ago, it was like down to 27. And then today it's going to be about 50, 55. And so it's weird. It's, they say in Chicago, if you don't like the weather, just wait 24 hours and it'll change. So <laughs> absolutely. You've never been there, but uh, that sounds like a, an interesting place. At least. Yeah, in- yeah. <laughs> cool. So summertime. We'll get you here in the summertime. That's the best yeah, time. I won't come actually anytime before May, let's say. So yeah. <laughs> good. So we're, we're going to talk today about uh, a topic we've been discussing, you know, for a while, a uh, yeah. few weeks now, which is like uh, prospecting into existing accounts. So people you are currently working with or used to work with. And so I think it's it's like something really important nowadays, because whenever I, you know, talk and with SDRs, most in most cases, they are focusing only on new accounts, new logos. And, uh, and nowadays it's, it's becoming really tough. So... Tell us everything about how you you prospect into existing accounts. Yeah, I think it's interesting, right, Thibault? You and I both see this. Um, When we say the word prospecting, so many times the first thought is, oh, I've got to go out and I've got to establish new relationships and I've got to do all of this heavy lifting, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times, you know, I call it low-hanging fruit. I mean, there is a lot of times you have a relationship already. You're already known. You're liked, you're trusted because they're already doing business with you. What an incredible opportunity to mine that field inside of an existing account. And um, and so one, I think it's a huge opportunity for most folks. I can't tell you how many times I've worked with somebody and I'll go, hey, let's do a strategic plan with your best account. And they'll go, 
Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. But boy, I'm getting everything I can from this account. They've been my best account for two or three years. And then you sit down and you have a conversation. You learn about what they're doing and how they're doing it, where they're looking to grow. And all of a sudden, you recognize, oh, I can get another 20%, 40%, 80%. Some accounts I've worked with double, triple their business. They, oh, I didn't even know they were in this piece of the business. So that's it's amazing to me that a lot of times there are opportunities just inside of asking a few more questions. Yeah. And then the other space is now if I think about all this, the tools that I prospect to get a new account, what if I was to do those same things inside of my existing account? Hey, I'm working with you, Tebow. And I noticed, I did a little research, I noticed on LinkedIn that there's three or four people in your organization that do exactly what you do. Um, what do you know about those folks? Could you introduce me to them? Could we help them? Is that, and all of a sudden there's a space of how do I prospect powerfully inside of the existing account? And so uh, I think it's a worthwhile conversation, especially as people are trying to grow their business and worried about where they're going to get business in 2023. Yeah. And one thing I've, you know, recently experienced, so we launched that with a UN Skip where we were sending thank you notes yep. to current customers, partners, people we interviewed. And I sent it to, I don't know, 20, 25 people. I already booked five meetings. I got two more on the way, only with ATLs. And yeah. so what was very interesting is uh, I found a very interesting wording where even there was like an op that was ongoing. An opportunity that was ongoing i sent the thank you email and again i was like oh yeah uh, sorry didn't come back to you with the decision can you send me an invoice for that so uh i was asking you know the, the email was very simple it was like hi uh two things just wanted to thank you for doing business with me whatever and yeah. then basically i'm curious to know if you know some people who would have uh you know like the same issues or challenges that you as you've had and uh, you know would love to work with them that's it and so what, what i found really nice is people often reply and say hey are you looking for are you talking about people internally inside of the yeah. business or externally and in some cases they're like oh i forgot to answer actually yeah just send me an invoice so for me it was like sending an email it's instead of saying hey you know what when can you make a decision it's just sending this as a thank you and people often will you know if they have some something they they, they an answer or something a decision they have to to make yeah. they'll come back to you with more details about it so i think it I agree completely and this time of year, you know, this, especially towards the end of a calendar year, early part of a new quarter, a new year is a really great place. So I think you've got about a six to eight week window where you can have a conversation about, hey, one, I'd love to thank you for the business that we've done together, but I'd also like to learn you know, what's, where are you focused on in 2023? Where are you looking to grow? What needs to happen? I'd love to learn because maybe if, maybe not necessarily I can help you, but maybe there's people in my network that might be able to support and help you. And mm -hmm. um, I think that's, you know, they're in, the, they're all, especially above the line, they're in that space of already, they're already 10 feet into next year. Mm -hmm. But boy, if we can have a conversation, who knows what we'll find out, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think right now is a really good time to have these, these conversations, talk with these people, because they are defining their strategic, strategic yeah. initiative. I think they already have them defined, but they are, you know, scoring them to see which one are the one they have to focus on. And so it's good to always have that in mind. 
Um, there's also really interesting stuff. We, we talked about that with Skip in the previous podcast is the kind of remaining budget. So even yeah. though we are in a situation where everyone's kind of like reducing budget or spending or spending, actually, what I found is uh, business is booming in, in, in my case because people are taking money they were, you know, using for offsites or stuff like that. And they're investing it in training now yeah. because otherwise they're going to be losing it next year. So at first, first, I don't know if you've found this too, sometimes like having a conversation now in the next four weeks, you'll get accounts that go, listen, uh, we can't pull this off, mm -hmm. but I'd love, would you be willing to let me build, you know, would you be willing to bill me this year? And then we'll put yeah. it in. I, I want to get it in this year's budget. Mm -hmm. um, you never know. Sometimes that's even that call, that thank you call creates that opportunity yep. to have that conversation. Exactly. And I think it's it's really important to stress that outbound is not just net new logos. It's really outbound yeah. is everything you do when people didn't come to you as inbound or partners leads yeah. or you know any other source. It's just can be from existing account, lost accounts, people you know, uh, people you don't know. And so yeah. I think uh, like the the whole SDR organization, I think is is derived from this hyper growth kind of phase where we were before, where you had to raise as much money as you can grab the market and then flip the company and, and, you know, yeah. make a profit. But nowadays things are a bit different. There's a lot of SDRs that have been, you know, like fired. Yeah. And so if you're, if you still have the job, it's good to actually be able to go after existing accounts so you can, you know, like really create some pipeline. And also if you lost your job, you can also go after people, you know, to find a job. So, you know, as an SDR, finding a job and booking a meeting are very similar. There's a, um, so prior to COVID and prior to, I think, this big, you know, big, big push of doing so much business virtually, um, you know, I grew up in an area where you were doing everything in person. And the way I would used to illustrate this next topic was imagine I'm, I'm a salesperson. I have a meeting at 1030 and I've got a meeting with my with the head of this plant or whatever. There are two types of salespeople. There's a salesperson who shows up five, 10 minutes early and they get ready for that meeting because they're going to be meeting with Bob and they go in, they maybe say hello to the gatekeeper. That person lets them in and they go meet with Bob. But as they're walking to Bob's office, they're passing five to 10 people that work in that organization. Maybe they nod hello to them. Maybe they say, maybe they kind of know those people, but their meeting with Bob is really important. And so mm -hmm. they're meeting with Bob. Then they have this great meeting with Bob. They turn around, they get in their car and they leave. That's salesperson one. Salesperson two gets to that organization a half hour early, actually talks a little bit to the gatekeeper, asks some questions, tries to understand what's happening in the business. And then as they're walking back to Bob's office, they introduce themselves to two or three people, maybe another project manager, maybe somebody, hey, what do you do here? How long have you been here in the organization? And then they connect with those folks. Yeah. And they now start making relationships with three, four, five other people instead of Bob. Mm -hmm. Here's what they find. Those people who are sitting at those desks as they go to Bob's office, six months from now, nine months from now are promoted or they move to another organization or that. And, and if they connect with those people early, they are connected with those people forever. Mm 
mm-hmm. as they grow in the company or as they move outside of a company. So in person, that makes sense. I don't want to walk past those, those desks, right? And I don't want to be that person who just goes right, beelines right to the back. I think the same thing happens in virtual worlds. You know, if I've got a meeting with Bob, and I don't care what title Bob is, ATL, BTL, mm-hmm. are there other people in that organization that I need to introduce myself to when I'm getting ready to meet with Bob? How do I become, we call it at M3, how do we become Mm multi-threaded instead of single-threaded? I don't want to have just one relationship. How can I have multiple relationships? And then I, you know, piggybacking on what you just said, Tebow, you know, now that space when I'm looking to grow my business, or maybe I'm looking to get a job or something, the more connections I have, the more I'm remembered. And especially those people who maybe they're not at a title that I'm working with. But when I, when I talk to them, when I acknowledge those people, they remember those salespeople who treated them well while they were going up the ladder. And a lot of times they bring you along. And so I, I, don't, I don't know if you find the same thing, but uh, I know it's really been interesting to watch how in my career I've seen people, most people move three, five times in their career. And if you have a good relationship, they bring you along with yeah. them. I think, you know, the, the thing is, is very important to know is, is now, nowadays we do a lot of stuff virtually uh, using social networks like LinkedIn, yeah. but it, social network is just like a, a virtual representation of, uh, you know, like uh, of how people interact and they are designed yeah. exactly the same way. The bigger your network, the more people you'd be able to introduce people and get, get relationships. So one, one concrete thing you can do is whenever you are having a meeting with an ATL or BTL, you know, you just you're gonna look for all the people who are gonna be interesting for you to chat to chat with, and send them a connection request and say, hey, just meeting with Bob on Tuesday. Just thought I would actually connect with you, and you know, nothing to do here, but basically you're connected, and yeah. so you'll have opportunities. You'll be already connected with them. We have this thing called the trumpeting email or trumpeting kind of message. I love that. Yeah. Where yeah. once you reach with the BTL, you go and try to connect with the ATL, just giving them a status. And so you can do it in many ways. And I think it's exactly the same as if you were in person trying, you know, what you described. And it's even easier because you don't need to move and you just can do it, you know, from your your home. (laughs) There's a story uh, I'll share. And uh, this happened to Skip and I a while ago. Um, You know, if you think of trade shows and trade shows are now starting to become back to popularity, right? Mm -hmm. People are going to trade shows. And so... I'll ask you this question, Tebow. Um, what do you think the national average is? So I go into a booth, I get my badge scanned, and I say, yes, I'd like somebody from your organization to contact me after the show. Mm-hmm. What percentage of time do you think a sales conversation happens after the show? National average, what do you think that is? I don't know. Yeah, bingo. You just, you nailed it on the head. That's, and now most people, you think about the money that is spent on a trade show booth, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and we only get 5% conversation. Well, we know what happens. It takes two or three weeks for marketing to get the list together. They scrub the list. They send it out to the sales team. Salespeople call, maybe they get a hold of the person. Maybe they don't, but the salesperson is like, yeah, I don't, I don't even remember your booth. Were you the one that was giving out the, 
the quishy toys or did you give the candy out, whatever, right? And then the sales team goes, ah, these leads are a bunch of garbage, right? So we were working with a company and this girl's, the salesperson's name was Judy. Mm-hmm. And Judy had a, so she was talking to 35% of her customers that went to the show. Mm-hmm. We're like, Judy, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. You're like 7X, the yeah. rest of yeah. your peers. She goes, you know what I do? I do one thing. She goes, I get the list for marketing. And then I do a little research and I find out who those people reported to. Mm-hmm. And so my first call is not to the person who came to the booth. My first call or reach out is to the person that that person reports to. Yeah. And my conversation is something like, hey, this is Judy, your person, Bob, stopped by our booth. I'm going to call Bob. But I just want to have a quick conversation and find out what's going on in your business that had you allocate resources, mm-hmm. spend money to come send Bob and your team to the show. What's going on in your business? What, what are you guys hoping to do? Where, where are you mm-hmm. looking to grow? So she said, whether she had that conversation or not. Now, if she had the conversation, it was great. She learned a lot of information. Mm-hmm. But even if she just left a message, her next call or her next email was, hey, Bob, thanks for stopping by our booth. I'd love to have a conversation with you to learn more about what you were looking for. I just talked to your boss. I just left a message with your boss. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to have a conversation with you click. And, you know, all of a sudden that different level of accountability, that different level of involvement at both levels creates a higher level of accountability with Mm -hmm. all levels, right? The good news is the above the line person actually goes, oh, it's even if they, you don't have the conversation, they go, oh, it's nice. I'm glad Bob actually was doing what I sent Bob to the show for. They were in Vegas I'm glad they at least were working, right? Yeah. So it makes the below the line person look good. And then the below the line person, once they know their boss is involved, they're like, ooh, you know, I better, I better take this call. I better have this conversation because who knows if my boss will ask me what's happening. And maybe the good news is that's why the boss sent me. Now at least I can, you know, maybe I don't have to communicate as strongly with my boss mm-hmm. to move this project further along. It's yeah. really powerful. That place of, like you said, we call it trumpeting. That is a powerful thing to do mm-hmm. early as you're trying to grow inside an existing yeah. account. Yeah. yeah. Great. And I think for the, what we're focusing on, I think it's, it's really a great place. So I think in this episode, if, you know, if you're listening to us, you, you have like a lot of tactical stuff you can try. So what I would say is go ahead and, and try these tactics, you know, yeah. send a thank you email, go do some trumpeting because th- then you're going to be able to build some good relationship without being a total stranger. And I think that's, that's really important. And it's also really not that hard. You know, I mean, it, again, this organization already knows you, they like you, they trust you. That's why they're doing business with you. And yeah. so, you know, if I'm a peer of somebody and, you come to me and say, listen, I'm working with Jimmy. Jimmy's been great to work with. Here's how we've been helping Jimmy. All of a sudden that allows that person to pick up the phone, send Jimmy an email. Hey, tell me what, wow, I love these guys. They've been great. They've really helped support me. And then I don't have to go through, I don't have to interview four or five different companies. I can just go, if Jim, if it's good enough for Jimmy, it's, they're probably good enough for me, right? All of a sudden, we start making people's decision trek a lot easier, mm-hmm. um, and it's 
it's a really powerful way to to grow your business. And now all of a sudden you're at less risk. If Jimmy leaves, you've got two or three other people in that organization who know you, like you, and trust you. You don't have to rebuild the relationship all over again. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you very much, Tom. I think that. Oh, this was great. Thanks, Thibault. And uh, happy. I know you don't celebrate it, but in the States, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, tomorrow will be a nice holiday for us. So. Yeah, that that was great to have you. And if people want to learn more about you, where, where can they reach out? You know, probably Tom at M3 Learning, uh, M3, you know, M3.com. You can, M3Learning.com. You can see information about myself, Tebow, And uh, I'm also a children's book author. And so uh, if you have little kids, TomLauthor.com. That's kind of fun too. But, uh, and then my LinkedIn, I'd love to connect on LinkedIn yeah. with anybody too. Okay. I'll put the links in the show notes. So thanks for coming on the show, Tom. Thanks for listening to that episode. If you like what you hear and you want to explore more, I invite you to join the Selling Advantage community. It's a paid community we're running with Skip Miller, where you're going to get access to a content library with training, checklist, and exclusive resources. You'll also get access to our experimentation swipe file and a Discord group with 150 tech sales people. We also have online events where we invite special guests, a regular Ask Us Anything, and our content is focused on sales for North America and EMEA. If you want to check it out, go to sellingadvantage.io or click on the link in the show notes and you'll be able to sign up. 